Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 12. We're in the process of reading through what is traditionally known as the Christmas story, Luke 2, 1 through 20, a little bit slower than we might be used to at Christmas time when if your experience is anything like mine was, you just plow through all 20 verses, part of the tradition in many different settings. But if you slow down and take this one bite at a time, it's pretty fascinating, pretty incredible. Before we dive into this text, I want to say thank you to the family leader. They are our 2022 Daily Dose Devotion sponsor. You can learn more about them in the announcements after this podcast, and we just are grateful for their support. So if you're keeping track, we've been talking the last couple days about unlikely circumstances that are against all odds related to the birth of Jesus. Actually, you could go before the birth of Jesus, where Luke opens up with Zechariah and Elizabeth being told they're going to have a baby who would be John the Baptist, who would be the predecessor to Jesus, the one who paves the way for him, despite the fact that Zechariah and Elizabeth are old and Elizabeth is barren. Then, of course, you have Mary, a virgin, conceiving a child who would become the Messiah. That's pretty unlikely. Then you've got the geography of this whole thing. The Old Testament told us that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem, but Mary and Joseph live in Nazareth. So how's that going to work? Well, as it turns out, Caesar Augustus, the Roman emperor, decides to have a registration or a census of all people in the Roman Empire, which requires Joseph, Mary's betrothed, and Mary to go back to Bethlehem. And as we mentioned yesterday, when you consider the timing of all this, during their relatively short journey from Nazareth back to Bethlehem to be registered, Mary has this baby. Well, today we're going to add another unlikely circumstance to the whole story, and that is that the first announcement of the birth of Jesus goes to not the king, not the governor, not the Jewish leaders, the scribes, the chief priests, but to a bunch of shepherds in a field. Let's start in verse 8. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. Now I did a simple Google search. Why did the angels announce Jesus' birth to the shepherds first? And there's all kinds of articles about this. You've probably heard sermons about it, as I have. I came across a Christianity Today article by somebody named J.B. Kachilla from 2017, and this author offers three or four reasons as to why the shepherds were the first recipients of the news of Jesus' birth. One of the reasons is from Billy Graham, and this is to show that God loves everyone. Shepherds were not well regarded. They were humble people. They were looked down on, and by God sending angels to make this amazing announcement to them first, it indicates that Jesus Christ is here for everybody, not just the rich and well-connected, not just the religious, not just those who are perceived as worthy of such news, but for even shepherds. And not just Jesus, but God as well. His heart is for all peoples. Another reason comes from a guy named Alfred Edersheim. By the way, I'll link this article in the show notes if you want to read it more thoroughly. He says, these men who watched the sheep meant for slaughter received a divine message about the ultimate lamb who would take away the sin 
sins of the world through his death and resurrection. He believes that this is a prophetic declaration that Jesus is coming as the lamb who would pay the ultimate sacrifice for sin, that we might be saved by his blood, not unlike the way that the Israelites were saved by the blood of an unblemished lamb during the Passover when that blood was placed over the doorposts of their homes just before their fleeing in the middle of the 10th plague that God put out against Pharaoh. Another guy named Gabriel Powell says that God may have given the message to the shepherds to shame the religious leaders. As I was saying before, you might expect that such important news with such significant religious implications would go to the well-learned, the highly thought of, the people in elite positions. But actually, if you go back to the Old Testament and reread some of the prophets, and we talked about some of this stuff on the Daily Dose, a lot of these scribes, the chief priests, were leading their people astray. They weren't teaching them the truth of God. They were building a name for themselves, and they were perverting God's commands. So to put them to shame, God says, no, I'm not going to give this important announcement to you guys. You guys have blown it. I'm going to give it to these shepherds out here. I've got one more thought that's related to some of these, and I think it's amazing that when you think about the Davidic covenant, that somebody from the line of David would come and establish a throne that will exist forever. I wonder if God telling the shepherds isn't a little bit of a nod to shepherds because way back in David's time, and probably ever since then, shepherds were not highly regarded. You remember when Samuel went to the house of Jesse because God said, I'm going to call a king from the house of Jesse. And he lined up all of David's brothers. David wasn't there and Samuel says, not this guy, not this guy, not this guy. Jesse, are you sure that there's not someone else? Because it's none of these guys who are qualified. They look impressive. They seem like they might be the kind of guy who could be a king, but God doesn't want any of them. Are you sure there's not another son? And Jesse said, well, yeah, there's David, but David's out in the field tending the sheep. And as we know, David is exactly the one who God wanted to be king. First Corinthians 1, 27 and 28 says this, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty and the base things of the world and the things which are despised, God has chosen. And the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are. This all gets back to the theme of God using unlikely circumstances, unlikely people, unlikely timing, and now an unlikely announcement to reveal to us his character. This should be encouraging if you're like me. I'm no one special in the eyes of the world. You probably aren't either. When history is written, most of us will be footnotes that are forgotten not long after we're gone. But these people, friends, are the exact people that God has used throughout history to do his work. Therefore, don't think too lowly of yourself. By faith in Jesus Christ, you have access to the creator of the universe. In fact, you can call him your father. You are his child. And he wants to use us, weak and broken and incapable as we are, to be part of communicating his redemptive plan for the world and part of his eternal purposes that he set out long ago. To be honest with you, in the economy of God, I want to be counted among the shepherds. I want to be counted among the underdogs, the unlikely ones, because at the end of the day, the track record that God has using those kind of people is pretty impressive. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, share with a friend, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which is aired on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions to shape our lives. 
the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they're bringing all three together to honor God and bless our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. That's thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight two ministry partners. First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule events are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference from Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.